Disclaimer. What you are about to hear is a lot of gibberish, strong information and off-topic ranting. You have been warned. Leo DiCaprio should play the middle Michael B. Jordan to did miss a star Her Jake Jilly used to smoke the sweet We about to talk about bullshit pictures Leo DiCaprio should play the middle Michael B. Jordan should date my star Her Jake Jilly used to smoke the sweet shots we, we about, about to, to talk, talk about bullshit pictures. Welcome to the show. Your favorite actor. My favorite actor. Our favorite actor. I already know what this is. This is another episode of the Leo B. Gyllenhaal Whatchamacallit, the podcast where we're supposed to be talking about movies, but quickly, easily get off subject to uh, talk about something else, but <laughs> get off a guarantee that we may maybe mention individuals who make up the name of this here, John. I can't get that opening right anymore. It's your boy, Leo Archibald, Young Denzel, O'Shea Bletz in the third who else I is? I'm Slim Nady, a.k.a. Slim Pickens, Robert yeah. Balmain Jr., uh, Belly Rowland, Caesar Christ, Baby Nate, Nady Crosby. Uh, who else I am? The only living boy not in New York. Uh, <laughs> Rose. Didn't like that at all. Holy man. Leo B. Hall Podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just on a SoundCloud. Type in SoundCloud.com slash The Great Musical. iTunes. Type in Leo B. J. And it'll finish for you. Um, Joaquin Pennysworth, a.k.a. K. Pennysworth, a.k.a. Pusha K. A.k.a. Kayanya Fix My Life Van Zandt, a.k.a. Kai Dallasan, a.k.a. Knife Guy, Booking Agent K. Young Black Phillip, Kayanya Taylor Joy, Fossil Man the Fitbit Messiah, Terry Hightower, Chevy K. Chorus Kojo, Station Wagon K. Chatwick Fossman, Cool Breeze. <clears throat> Sweet lady, would you be my sweet love for a lifetime? I'll be there when you need me. Just call and receive me. I think I just had a stroke. Yeah, I don't know two what that ago. was. <laughs> it's like a fly just flew in your mouth. All right. You see any movies since the last episode? I watched... We finished our Final Destination marathon by watching The Final Destination, which is four, Mm -hmm. and Final Destination 5, which is five. See, even though we had this conversation that The Final Destination is four, every time I hear that it's the fourth one, I still am a little surprised. Uh Uh-huh. So, to me, five might have been the best one in the whole series, and four... Might have been the worst one. Actually, I take that back. Is the worst one. (laughs) Yeah. So I got it. Five, one, three, two, four, I believe. 
in the order of me liking them. Two, I recall being more higher up there for me, but watching them back, I was like, oh, yeah, this is not one is better than two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I without watching them, because I just recently watched four, of course, because I own that on Blu-ray. Word, uh, <laughs> that yeah. one. <laughs> Granted, had some of the funniest moments out of all of them. The racist is yeah. the funniest dude, dude in the whole series. With the swastika series. on his arm, <laughs> when the black security guard is walking up the steps, he said, "There goes that na- or there goes the neighborhood." <laughs> then he blamed him him solely uh. for the death of his wife, <laughs> called him the N word. Then in one scene, he was walking, pulled up in his truck, put his big old cross out, started digging a hole in that black dude's front yard with the intentions of putting a burning cross in it. What? Didn't he call him something like the memorial? I think he called him uh, like a chocolate something. Yeah, he called him chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, man. And but the black dude also had another funny scene where he attempted to kill himself all week and was failing. Took a bottle of painkillers. Threw it up. That's my favorite scene. <laughs> filled filled his uh his uh, gas tank up with water. Tried to gas it, and the car uh, stalled out. <laughs> then when they to? came in the house, <laughs> they saw him hanging alive, <laughs> and it ripped down. And he couldn't kill himself. That scene is yeah. That's one of my favorites. You can't kill yourself, Ugh. especially when the rope broke. That was, that was funny. <laughs> oh but man. Besides that, movie's not that good. Yeah, if I had to put it in order, I'd probably put five. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen any of his movies recently, so I'll put five, two, no five, one, two, three, four. Yeah, that's pretty close to what me and Milkshakes had. I should, I need it's to watch them. I should buy them all. All right, if I got the fourth one, I might as well get all the other ones. Mm-hmm. They're good except for four. Yeah, four is whack. <laughs> that was the, weird. The open like. When I, cause I haven't, I bought it, so clearly I must have liked it at the time. I would hope, <laughs> but then I took like literally so many years break from watching it. Got older, mm-hmm. watch it again. And like the beginning, the first, the, like the big opening kill that sets everything up. I still enjoy that, even though the graphics look kind of very computerized and that whatnot. Weird. But then the kills inside the movie aren't that impressive. Yeah. And along with the story being bad, and it flew by. For one, Final Destination move. Final Destination 5, which is the best one in the series, was an uh, hour and 25 minutes. I think they're all around that range. <laughs> they just fly through That's it. That's nutty. No, I was like, no wonder we was able to sit here and basically watch five movies. Yeah, you can do that in a day. Yeah. <laughs> watch you a little, I, I suggest watching the um, Final Destination Marathon, which I forgot the twist in five. You know, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, yeah, that did happen. Oh, yeah, the little, oh, yeah. yeah. Five is a prequel to one. Mm-hmm. Yep, remember because the black dude died because the helicopter or the airplane parts fell on him. Uh-huh. He thought he was safe. <laughs> Cheers him. He was at the bar chilling. Nope. He thought she was safe, he was brother. And then in three, even though we already talked about this one, I watched them the first time. Uh, I like that they. That's when they started to have the uh, putting a second premonition in these movies. Oh, with like, the subway scene. At the yeah, end. the subway scene. And then five attempt. All right, four attempted it and. Can't I just watched this? Can't quite remember what it was. Oh, where uh, they were sitting in the wait. Oh, uh, I remember at the end, all three of them were sitting there. They thought they was Gucci. They weren't. They ended up getting hit by the bus. But then there was something before that with the movie theater. Oh yeah, because he thought that she died oh, yeah, in like the movie that. theater. Yeah, that part was actually decent. 
Yeah, I like that. I like the way they did the end where they showed the bus hit him. Yeah, and that they showed was cool. him like the little X ray vision. I mean, there were some moments that that movie was cool, but all yeah. in all, it's not that good of a movie. That part and the movie theater, even though I didn't like that he, instead of, he should have went, told his girl, leave, and then tried to save everybody. Or but, he should have just told her to leave and then dipped. Yeah, either one. Hey, man, for himself. <laughs> but she ended up getting a. Well, in the premonition thing, getting graded in the escalator steps. <laughs> Which made me terrified of escalators for a tap. Uh-huh. But Get your shoelace uh, stuck in it. Uh-huh. But anyways, that was the final destination. Then we watched um, The Boss Baby. Mm. I had my expectations real, 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 real low. <laughs> I was like, it's alright. <laughs> had some stuff that I was laughing at in it. Uh, like the, the, the alarm clock was... Oh, yeah, that was, was funny. funny. Uh, you had Tobey Maguire as the um, <laughs> narrator. Oh, yeah. Where's Tobey Maguire? Probably chilling all the money he made off of Spider-Man. That's what I'm thinking, but we wouldn't mind seeing you around, Tobey. It's not like you're a bad actor or nothing. I'm surprised he hasn't done, he's done more indie movies. Or he's been producing. Remember, yeah, he, he produced Fifth Wave. Yeah, where he at, Tobey? <laughs> That's probably why you left. He's like, I can't come back and just keep failing. <laughs> Like people don't want me to produce movies anymore because I do stuff like this. <laughs> so I watched that. That was cool. But it, when I was watching, I was like, "How y'all making a Boss Baby too? And I don't want it with the the little cliff cliffhanger at the end with the little girl Boss Baby. I just don't like how they explained the Boss Baby himself with no, the parents was, and stuff. Yeah, they they reach for that. I don't want a sequel because he is now a regular baby. <laughs> no, I take it back. Adults. <laughs> there are adults at the end. You gonna see a sequel? They're gonna act like none of that happened, or Probably. do a little prequel thing. The way they explain stuff in this movie was bad. They might as well carry it over yeah, to they the just, sequel. They strictly explain the stuff just so we can get all the jokes and stuff. I was I was too busy being an adult watching it. Like y'all didn't do this right. This doesn't make. I mean, for a movie <laughs> that's not supposed to make sense, this doesn't make sense. But whatever. Yeah. Then we watched old movie called Hollywood Shuffle, that was written by um. Kenan Ivory Waynes and Robert Townsend. That movie, that movie was funny. <laughs> and it had some real clever stuff in it. Uh, this is about a black actor, or a struggling black actor, trying to audition for movies and get roles, but all the black roles, they basically had to act like coons and stuff. <laughs> so it's just about all that stuff and black actors, and then they have these little, like, almost sketch-like things in between the scenes that were real hilarious. And it got little small cameos from a very thin, very young Damon Waynes. <laughs> and it, Kim Waynes is in, like, one scene, but then all the other actors aren't necessarily super famous ones. But, yeah, that was a good movie. I want to see, I want to watch that show again that Damon Waynes had on, like, Showtime or Stars. Oh, yeah. I know, looking back at that, it ain't going to be funny. Probably. I remember there was one sketch the that underground. was... It was nasty that I was dying at. Uh-huh. I just want to see the whole again, show again. We was, I think, oh, we were young. 10, 12. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> so I, I just I want to see if how uh, how hit or miss that was. Yeah, but if, I, if you if you feel like watching a real old movie, Hollywood Shuffle is funny. And that's all. All right. You actually watched more movies than me this time. <laughs> I only watched two movies, and they were both at the theater. There's a movie you probably ain't heard about, or the the one person out there listening. The Only Boy in New York, <laughs> starring some white dude, Kate Beckinsale, uh, Kiersey Clemens, 
uh, Jeff Bridges. Is that his old name? <laughs> uh, who else? And Pierce Brosnan. All them peoples. Uh, I read reviews about this. It was pretty. Reviews were pretty bad. But there was one review that said, like, from the very beginning, or, like, the opening of the movie, you can tell this movie's going to suck. <laughs> and, I, I mean, the beginning of the movie doesn't have, it's going to suck vibe, but it surely gives off the vibe that it's about to be boring. Because you got, like, soft pianos playing over Jeff Bridges' narration. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I ain't really into this opening. And that boring vibe kind of continues throughout the movie. But it's not as boring as it's like it gives itself off to be, if that makes sense. The movie's not good. It's forgettable. It's nice and short, thank goodness. Nothing really happens. You've seen this type of movie before, but it's not like a drag to watch all the way through. Um, there was a little twist in the movie dealing with the whole father element. I was kind of surprised by that. So I like that that was in there because this movie needed all the positivity it could get. <laughs> The script wasn't all that good, but you could tell whoever wrote the movie was. I don't know if Mark Webb wrote and directed this, but if he did write the movie, you could tell he made this the script like, yeah, this is just gonna be one of those smart scripts. But it comes off as you just you think you're better than you actually are. Um, and ultimately, I only saw the movie because Kay Beckinsale's in it, and then Kiersey Clemens, and I like Mark Webb as a director. But if I didn't see this movie, I wouldn't have missed anything. The <laughs> fact that I did watch it, I mean, will I remember this movie in a couple weeks? No. Barely remember <laughs> it as it is now. Uh, moving on, last movie I saw at the theater was Wind River, or as I like to call, Breezy Stream. Every time uh, uh, Brianna would say... Uh, I say I'm about to go to the movies tomorrow. She was like, uh, to see what? And I'll be like, Breezy Stream. And she'll be like, what is that? And I'm like, Breezy Stream, look it up. Um, John Barenthal. Once again, I forgot he was in this movie. He was popping up in a whole bunch of different little things. He is the king of being in movies way less than he should be. That is crazy. Because if you watch the movie, you can see you can see that he's in the movie. Like If you like look it up, who's in the movie beforehand. If you start watching the movie... When he comes into the movie, you will be like, oh, oh yeah, he was supposed to be in this movie. <laughs> and then he'll disappear again. A, a pure waste of talent. I don't know if he's getting these roles before he started getting big. Uh, weird. If he's choosing these little small parts, getting as many checks as he can so he can go <laughs> do other stuff. Stock up his money real quick. Or if the people casting him just keep casting him for these small roles, which is really weird. But I feel like he's reached the level of his, you know, his uprising fame that he needs to be having more juicier roles in these little small roles mind you the roles he has are kind of like important but i'm talking about like duration yeah. ain't long at all the movie is slow but it has that like that tense vibe to it where you're like always not on the edge of your seat but i guess some people can use that generic expression Till you know you're wondering what's about to happen. This guy who wrote this also wrote Hell or High Water and Sicario. Sicario, I love that movie because of the intense vibe that it gave. This movie kind of has like the same feeling, but not amped up as much. It's like more on a generic level. The slowness of the movie was able to overpower all that, you know, wondering what's going to happen next, Phil. So that was annoying. 
This movie took place, I don't even remember where, but it was a code environment. <laughs> and the little code environment was more violent than any of like the shootouts or whatever other murders they had in the movie. So I guess that was interesting. Um, I can't even read my own notes. Ultimately, like the crime that they were investigating, it was realistic. Because I guess, as I said, it was based on a tr- true story that was news to me. But... Like, if you're going to investigate a crime, the ultimate crime, like, when you figure out what happened, it got to be more interesting than what it was. And the whole investigation process needs to be more interesting than it was, which was a disappointment. But I guess since this movie is realistic, because it was based on a true story, I guess it makes sense. But I be watching ID sometimes, and the stuff they be doing is wild. So you can (laughs) stretch the imagination just a little bit. And lastly, this isn't one of uh, Sheridan's great work. He showed that he can write and direct, you know, do double duty. But this isn't his, isn't his best outing. Jeremy Renner, he was mumbling through the movie. I swear sometimes <laughs> I couldn't understand what he was saying. Elizabeth Olsen was good, but it wasn't. The whole movie itself wasn't a standout, so you really don't get to take in the performances as much. And, yeah, that's that. So I didn't listen to the last episode yet. So hopefully on the next episode I have any, if there's any, reflections on that episode and this current episode for that episode all right you got anything you want to start out with before we jump into the topics for this week you know what this means every time i hear this song it makes me want to actually go back and listen to that album you'll be disappointed probably all right time to play this game called started from the bottom when i name um actors from the 10th building up and he has to try to guess the movie your first actor is rance howard i don't know who that is next <laughs> eduardo and martinez put some boots <laughs> nope once upon a time in mexico Nope. <laughs> 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 is there a movie called desperado <laughs> yeah but it's not that <laughs> what was the sequel what was, it's, it was it's the mexico movie desperado then once upon a time in mexico then the third one. This is some sort of order. I'll look at it after this. All right. Um, next. Chelsea Ross. Next. Amy Morton. Next. Queen Latifah. Cookout? Nope. <laughs> I really should do cookout every week. <laughs> uh, it's not Girls Trip. Nope. Set it off. Nope. It's not Beauty Shop. <laughs> nope. It's not Barbershop 2. <laughs> nope. It's not that movie with Common. Nope. Chicago? Nope. <laughs> Next. Shannon Tatum. I don't know why. I don't imagine them in movies together. <laughs> Next. The fourth build, Winona Ryder. Haywire or nothing, is it? Nope. Next. Third build, Jennifer Connelly. Analogy I chose. <laughs> this this isn't side effects. Nope. I don't know what this movie is next. And the second build, Kevin James. <laughs> Kevin James and Queen Latifah in a movie yeah, together. And a very low build, Shannon Tatum. Yikes. Uh, Kevin James, a second build. This isn't a hitch. Nope. Uh, That'd be an all-star cast if it was Hitch. 
this? Is it Grown Ups? No, Grown Ups 2. Mm -mm. Kevin James usually is like the star of his movies. This isn't, uh... This isn't I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, is it? <laughs> no. I don't know what this movie is. Next. And the number one book. I wouldn't even be able to guess this if... Well, I wouldn't be able to think of the name of this movie, but the number one billed actor is Vince Vaughn. Oh, <laughs> that... The Dilemma? Yep, this movie goes <laughs> by the name of The Dilemma. <laughs> yeah, that was one of those more forgettable jokes. When I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah. I am so, I rem actually, now that you say I remember that movie now, but <laughs> not off the crazy. top of my dome. All right, we got one more. We'll start off with uh, Michael McDonald. Oh, man, a movie that he's in just popped in my head, but I can't think of it. Next. Taron Killam. Is this Hall Pass? Nope. Next. Dan Bacadow. Next. Spoken Reasons. Oh, is this, uh... <laughs> That's uh, the giveaway. The Heat? Yep. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I say. He's only done one. I should have skipped him and went straight to Jane Curtin. Yeah, I definitely Michael got Rappaport. Marlon Wayans. I probably still would have got it because I forgot Marlon Wayans was in in that movie. Damien Bashir. Yeah, you would have had to get down to Melissa <laughs> McCarthy. I would have went through Sandra all her, Bullock. <laughs> went through all her movies. So I <laughs> might have got it. All right, that's the start it from the bottom for this week. Wasn't Spoken Reason supposed to be like something? I feel like DC Young Fly took his. Uh, yeah, let me see if this dude been in any other movies. Spoken Reasons. He has been in. The Heat and Micah and Noel share an apartment and origin story. All right, so he clearly didn't use his uh, five minutes of fame that well. Now to look up these um, Mexican films that we were speaking of. I think it's Desperado. Is it Desperado? I know Once Upon a Time in Mexico is the third one. I don't remember what the first two are. And I went immediately and saw the, the last one. Can y'all tell me which ones is in the series? And the fact that I've looked this stuff up before in my own time. I remember Johnny Depp had uh, his eye. Something happened to his eye in the third movie. I actually like the third one. I don't know if I still like it now. All right, you got... And, I, and it's called the Mexico Trilogy. And I kept saying one of the movies was in it. It was not even in it. It's just another one of his movies that it was... Tell me what the movies are. El Mariachi. What in the world? Desperado. <laughs> and Once Upon a Time in Mexico. El Mariachi. <laughs> okay. Didn't know but that what one. was that other movie that I really thought was in this series? I have no clue. Let me find this. Oh, yeah, from Dust to Dawn. I thought that was part of it. That wasn't? Uh-uh. Why didn't... That's a, just a separate thing with the same actors in it. Hmm. All righty, then. <laughs> all right, so... Is that all you got for us this week? Yeah. All right, let me jump into some interesting topics we have for this week. Oh, just a fun fact. The girl that stars on the Dear White People television show was also one of the stars in the Bratz movies. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she can keep that to herself. 
No, this is from last week's episode. All right, this week, I know you heard about the rumor that for, I think it was last week. Was it last week where we talked about the Joker origin movies in the works? Uh-huh. Then this week, some uh, pretty unbelievable news came out, basically saying that the rumor is. Warner Brothers' dream choice to play the Joker in their little origin movie is none other than Leonardo DiCaprio. Leo. Um, they said uh, somebody at Heat Vision is reporting saying they're eyeing him to play the part of the role. They know it'll be a long shot, but they're hoping that since Martin Scorsese is also behind this film, that maybe he could bring him into the fold. No. Um. There hasn't been no offer yet to him nor to Scorsese. So, you know, this is all just wishful thinking. It is probably just a fake rumor somebody threw out there that's getting mad traction. <laughs> but if it is true, you can tell that Warner Brothers is looking at a big name to take on this role. Yeah. So, first up, from 1 to 10, what chance do you give this of actually happening meaning Leonardo DiCaprio decides he wants to play Joker in this movie from 1 to 10 1 being not happening 10 being definitely happening right now with them not having anything finalized or anything lined up I'm giving it a 4 the reason why it's all the way up at a 4 is because it was really looking like Martin Scorsese will be one of the producers, and that startles me because that's making me think that uh, uh, Leo would actually do the movie. But the likelihood of just off the top of somebody coming up and saying, Leo, you want to play Joker in a Joker solo movie? That would be a nice little zero. <laughs> but because of some of the circumstances, it got it puts it up to a four for me. So a four, okay. Yeah, the I agree, the Scorsese factor. It is high, because if you oh, think of the scary. last movies that Leonardo DiCaprio's done, most of them has been with Martin Scorsese. They, they're like the A-team duo in Hollywood. So you put those two names on a movie, ten times out of ten, it's going to be great. But, uh, but then you got to look at the fact that... That's like, if you, whoever plays this role, it's like they sharing the role with Jared Leto. Uh-huh. He's not letting, he ain't letting it go. And Leo, too great of an actor to be sharing no role with anybody. And my person, I mean, if, this, if the whole DC shenanigans wasn't going on right now, where yeah. they were just botching everything they throw out there <laughs> besides Wonder Woman, that is sad. I would be definitely for this because everybody knows uh, Leo's a character actor, so if he, he can really delve into a psychotic person like the Joker, so seeing him play that role. With Martin Scorsese producing it to be this little gritty 70s, 80s little film or whatever. That smells of something I'd be definitely Man, into. Be sweet, but. but Leo's smart too. He sees what's going on with Warner Brothers. Unless they throw a big check at him. Because that's all Leo gets for his movies now. <laughs> big checks. Yeah, they should say uh, something crazy. I don't think this will happen. So on a scale of 1 to 10. Uh, I'm going to put out a two, just because I definitely don't see it happening. But since Scorsese is there, yeah. I uh, could see it happening. But the fact that he's not directing it. Yeah, that's the main part. Yeah, seeing uh, Leonardo take direction from Todd Phillips. 
Yeah, it's going to be Vince Vaughn or some, oh, somebody like gosh. maybe Will Ferrell. I'm still riding with Bradley Cooper until <laughs> it, <laughs> it happens. Oh, man. Uh, But, yeah, I don't – yeah, the Todd Phillips directing thing really hits it in the hole. I know Leo – I mean, Leo probably don't pay attention to movies, so he probably don't know what's going on. But Now, if they would have started off their universe and was able to get – <laughs> that would have been crazy if they got Leo to play. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we'll start. Yeah, without knowing nothing. <laughs> yeah, that would have been sad. Well, for one, Will Smith and Leo, the price of that yeah, movie their cost a bunch. <laughs> that would have cost them upwards to a hundred million dollars off two actors. Meaning Margot Robbie, you either gonna take this a uh, dub, you gonna take or- this Daisy Ridley check, or <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Daisy Ridley popped up at Kobe had a um uh, <laughs> like an orchestra play the music for his uh, dear basketball. What uh what's his, his name? John Williams. Yeah. And uh for some reason when Kobe was promoting and stuff and was talking about it, it was a picture of him and Daisy Ridley. No like hashtag Daisy Ridley or at Daisy Ridley. Daisy like just this like a fan. A, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it looked like that. Hey, Kobe. <laughs> also it's the reason we saw just watch, saw some of the Katy Perry swish swish video. I don't want to ever when they was showing these little misfits and their little stats and height and stuff and their names. Katy Perry's came up. It had her height and everything it was five eight. She's it five said, eight. It said Katy Kobe Perry, and that made me cringe. This video, for one, song is trash. Yes. Video's embarrassing. Uh, Why is she stuck on this basketball thing? <laughs> I can't. I, her little performance at the VMAs was a basketball thing. I don't care if it's, watched it. I don't care if it's called Swish Swish. No. Another one in the basket. <laughs> that song sucks. That song is very bad. The video is crazy. Carl Anthony Towns makes a cameo and embarrasses Why? himself. <laughs> you got Terry Crews in it. Oh, you got one man. of them little weird looking kids from Stranger Things. <laughs> that song is terrible. Yep. And the video's not funny. It's more of that Katy Perry humor of her. Awful. Like trying to, Oh, and they have. <laughs> I'm at to pull this up. They have one part where I guess they have like some sort of super. It was basically like Space Jam. She was j- going up, uh, ball between the legs, slamming. Uh, yeah, we go after this podcast. We're going to have to bring that video up so I can <laughs> <This> cringe. <video laughs> Crazy, but before she had the serum, it was all kind of falling, boom, basketballs to the face, and all kind of that slapstick humor that Katy Perry's known for. Yeah, Katy Perry is close to (laughs) Katy Perry sucks. I have never went from really liking somebody to really disliking somebody this much. This ain't, I'm really about to get off subject with the movie talk, but speaking of terrible, I listened to that XXX Tentacion album. It's not good. I was like, he sold a bunch too. Too much. The first song that made him popular was an outrageous, disrespectful towards women song. This one is depressing and very down and. He said this is for us depressed people out there. Pretty whack. (laughs) I don't like this guy. I like Kid Cudi. Yeah, his. This is truly. Depressing. This is this no like up. melodies. You won. You won. Grab away from slitting your own wrist. There was no. I was like, all right, it's gonna be mostly depressing, but he gonna give us one, one of them songs. Nope. 
Don't Nothing listen. up tempo. Watch, listen to that, and then watch uh, Thirteen Reasons Why. See if you come out <laughs> on the other end of life. He should be on Thirteen Reasons Why season two. He could playing uh, the accomplice to the sh- Mr. Shoot 'em Up. <laughs> yeah, another whack body of work that I'm in the process of listening to. <laughs> Cozy Tapes Volume Two. Hey, I ain't started that yet. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that is sad. <laughs> Whoever- That's probably why they ain't sell. <laughs> Just oh, I listen to Action Bronson too. Hmm. <laughs> he can rap very good. His songs yeah, it's the way he does were songs not problem. great. <laughs> Lord, who, whoever Smokey McLaren is off of, with ASAP, he's trash. <laughs> Too many Playboy Cardi verses. Oh, why is he part of ASAP? When ASAP Ferg says people want the old Ferg back, you can include me in that. Because <laughs> I haven't heard a song as good as Hood Pope. Or Shaka, whatever that first uh, single he had was. Shaba <laughs> Ranks. You got Shaba, you got Work. Yeah, I haven't got... heard a song. He hasn't made a song that good he since. He ain't got no Cocaine Castles. ASAP, I'm on the verge to not liking you as much if you don't put out a solo body of work. Because all this I realize stuff... he really doesn't make music by himself. <laughs> nope. He'll, he's all over this album, which <laughs> makes me wonder, is his solo album going to be any better? Because what? if you're all over this album and... This album is trash. <laughs> this makes me wonder, like, has these new dudes really infested your quality of work? Because all his bodies of work are good. Ace, the uh, Cozy Tapes Volume 1 was good. The intro on this one is hilarious. Good. <laughs> Another back-to-back funny intros. But the songs sound like they just are joining this wave of trash. Oh, no. I like it. The, one of the episodes that I had to stomach of uh, Everyday Struggle with... Jinx, just another complex, complex. Was this writer Friday? Song. Yeah, this past Friday oh, yeah, after they finished the episodes of um the Evergreen episodes. Yeah, but uh, they were talking about. Uh, Wait, is no one there? Is it just Jinx? Whoever no, this person is, it's, it's uh, Nadeska and Academics is there, mm, and, but a nobody. Yeah. I don't want to see you not. I don't want to see y'all two with somebody else, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> but seeing y'all with a non-famous it's person, very weird. There's no like yelling or nothing, but. They were talking. They was doing that who body who segment, and they did the telephones from the first cozy tapes. And that dude said, not only did Tyler Creator have the best verse on the song, he had the best verse on the album. Now, that ain't something I'm gonna go back and listen to check out, but he might, like, he might, he might have, have really, he had might the have best had the best <laughs> verse on the album because his verse was good. I also listened to um, Riff Raff. Second album of the year, The White West. Oh, yeah, I downloaded that. He made up for the first very whack album he put out this. uh, Aquarius. Aquaberry Aquarius. That came out earlier. Is he He still fat or buff or whatever he's called? I think he is. But he has some of them classic riffraffs. He had one song where I'm like, he went beyond freestyling. (laughs) He he came in with nothing. He wasn't like rapping nothing on the way to the booth. He walked in, <laughs> throw a beat on, started bumping. Nothing on his mind. <laughs> he had some some nice classic riffraff uh, hooks. The only thing that holds him back from having another classic riffraff album is these features of these nobodies. I like that first album we had, like, Childish Gambino oh, yeah. and all these people. <laughs> I don't know what this is. Uh, yeah, people ain't, they ain't checking for riffraff no more over there, I guess. I also listen to Dave Reese, but <laughs> yeah, some of the songs I was jamming to. Then he had them boring uh, Dave Reese song. songs. I'm anyway, I forgot what movies we were talking about. The Joker still. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I had other questions. Woo! For that too. <laughs> <laughs> we 
when it gets to 35 minutes. Where, where we at? I don't know where we're at, but I don't. I feel like we just started the podcast. We did. We got it. <laughs> Yikes. We talked about. I don't even know how we got to music. Me either. <laughs> probably, you, it was probably not even a smooth transition. All right, so Davies, take you all the way to Riff Raff. Take you to Cozy Tapes. Take you to, I can't even think all the way back. X, uh, triple X. Triple X, 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 Temptation. Joe would call him. We got to him from nothing. I think I just brought that up. <laughs> Dang. So you think of Leonardo DiCaprio, you think of Suicide Mr. Triple X over there. Lord. All right, huh. moving, moving that on to... Odd. That really took the wind out of me. <laughs> to the uh, second question I have. Now, he said, what's the likely chance of Leo actually taking this row? Should he take the row? Nah. Because <laughs> it's still Warner Brothers in D.C. Too risky. He don't need... He finally got his Oscar. Ain't no need to chase one with a comic book character. If you want to do a big villain, he should have been Thanos. <laughs> that would have been sweet. <laughs> uh, if they would have made him get buffed for the role. Leo... Leo should work out just to add to his. I'm surprised he hasn't done a row where he needs to be muscular. Yeah, that's what's next. Get these little next couple ones you got down and do like a painting game type movie with The Rock. Oh, man. That would <laughs> be one, funny. Leo and The Rock in a movie? What would that be about? I have no clue. <laughs> this would be when Dwayne Johnson is serious again. Either him being serious or, or Leo is washed like- up. <laughs> Leo gave up. <laughs> I could have seen Dwayne being in like a Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, I really can see side that. Character. That would have been cool. I don't know what role he would have took over. <laughs> the, John Barenthal's role. <laughs> John Barenthal was good in that movie. Uh-huh. That's where I first spotted that fella. But um, so you say no. Yeah, I would yeah. say no as well, but I'm more leaning towards the fact that I don't want his performance going up against Heath Ledger's and yeah, I don't want that. Jack Nicholson's. Cause even though anything would be better than uh Jared Leto, yeah, we're just pushing him to the side. <laughs> but because Heath Ledger's was such a groundbreaking role, it's probably one of my favorite performances of all time from anybody. So seeing my favorite actor ever go against that oh, yeah. role, and if he wasn't as good as Heath Ledger, you're not going to hear me say it. <laughs> I'm going to be biased, and I'm going to say he did a better job. But I don't want that to even be in the conversation, yeah. just like I hate hearing about LeBron and Michael Jordan. <laughs> Anything I listen to before they even say it, I already know it's about to come out of their mouths, and it's <laughs> annoying. So I don't want another situation like that, because you don't see people like, Leo's great, but he's no... Uh, what an old actor you can think of from the past. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a goofy was killing it back then. Oh, you don't hear the, you don't hear them comparing them people, so I don't even want them type of roles to be compared because you already heard enough of Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger. You got people on one side, somebody on the other side. So I don't want to throw Leo in that bunch. That clip that resurfaced from the Dark Knight of 
when Two Face is in the hospital and Joker's the nurse, and Two Face don't know who it is until Joker takes off the nurse's mask. It's hysterical because you can see the green hair, the white face paint, and then when he took that mask off, Two Face starts freaking out. It's like, huh? What was the giveaway? That was hilarious. So that's a great role. People, yeah, people always forget Aaron Eckhart had his best role in that movie or his performance in that movie because it was in with the Joker. So I'm like, good, but. And I don't want him to take the role, like I said earlier, because Jared Leto, also the Joker, too, Jared Leto would have to quit. That would look so... Yeah. A lot of things would have to change. They would need to start over. (laughs) Yeah. Be like, all right, we'll keep Will Smith. If we can. But he's not going to play Deadshot. He's going to play whoever he feels like he wants to... Batman. uh, Black Batman. He would look dark under that suit. Yeah, that would look very like a parody. He could play Blank Man or Meteor Man. One of them. He could be Green Lantern or Tomb Man. Hancock. Hancock in the DCU. I didn't know Hancock got trash reviews when it came out. I thought it was great. I thought everybody loved that movie. (laughs) (laughs) That was my perception when I saw it. I'm like, damn, this movie's good. Jason Bateman is hilarious. (laughs) I thought everyone liked that movie. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's sitting like a 50-something-ish 50, 50 on Rotten Tomatoes, I think. But okay, so it's split down the middle. I think. I'm not too sure. I know people hated the, the end because since they changed the ending, they reshot the ending. They hated that part. But um, And the fact that it was kind of dark. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so DC lucky that they got Will Smith. He was generous. He came in kind of early. Sure now. <laughs> yeah, so if y'all did that. Seeing if there was a if there was a route to see Will Smith and Leonardo DiCaprio in the same movie, then I'd be more open to the idea because we almost saw that with Django. Oh yeah. But Will Smith's like, I'm too big. <laughs> I don't want to be no side character. Yeah. I'm supposed to be the lead character. You can let Jamie do that. So, but if that was a possibility, see. maybe yeah, he plays the Joker. Yeah, we have to. He have to be somewhere in the Batman universe. He gonna have to just play Batman. He ain't gonna play like Lucius Fox. That's uh, more uh, Freeman's. Yeah. Uh, a Lucius Fox prequel, a little origin story of By Lucius. So would be. They would have to change so much stuff to make it crazy. He used to work with a lesser known superhero. That's how he got a a, a custom <laughs> of building all these gadgets and stuff. He really could just. They could make him Commissioner Gordon. Since he played a white character anyways. Speaking of that, off movie subject again, <laughs> Gotham originally started out as the origin story of Jim Gordon. Uh-huh. <laughs> you move to four seasons later, yeah, young Bruce Wayne got a fake knockoff Batman costume oh, yeah, on. <laughs> now they're talking about he's transformed into the Batman when... At first, they said he would not turn into the Batman because he's a child. <laughs> now they're like spinning into like, right, there's only so much we could do with a Gotham show where we don't have Batman in there. Show's still great. One of the best comic book shows on TV. But that, that, that part annoys me, along with the fact that the dude who plays Bruce Wayne said the last episode of this past season, you're going to see Harley Quinn or somebody who will resemble Harley Quinn. <laughs> And then after you watch the season finale, you see nothing of the sorts. <laughs> and then the producer of the show comes out like, nah, we ain't never having Harley Quinn on the show. So <laughs> I just want to, I'm just annoyed by that, but still a great show, whatever. <laughs> All right. And then last thing I have for this topic, 
How is Jared Leto three years older than Leonardo DiCaprio? Jared Leto's an old <laughs> man. Because Leo's 42. Jared Leto's 45. That's that, crazy. If you would have asked me beforehand, who's older? I wouldn't have said <laughs> Jared Leto so quickly. I definitely would have said Leo. <laughs> but, yikes. So that's just, that's just something I find odd. And they said uh, that if they want somebody younger to play the Joker, and somebody who's three years younger than their current <laughs> Joker isn't really yeah. somebody I would go towards. That's crazy. But, yeah, whatever. All right. So, moving on to another namesake of the show, Jake Gilly. Mm-hmm. This is, like, nothing current, but when I was watching, what movie was it? Uh, I think it was The Only Boy in New York, the trailer for his Boston Bomber Survival Story movie. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that movie. Uh, show. And I don't know if I've seen that trailer in full. Because when it comes to, like, Jake Gyllenhaal for his trailers, I don't even got to watch them. Because I know that the movie is going to either be good or he's going to be good in it. And I'm going to see it regardless. Trailers for movies are supposed to get you into seeing the movie. I don't need to see a trailer for a movie I'm automatically going to see. So I haven't really watched it all the way through, but I saw it. And, of course, what came to my head? Award season. This is an award-worthy-looking performance. <laughs> so I got a question. Do you think Jake Gyllenhaal will get a Golden Globe? Or an Oscar nod? Or both for this movie? Uh, I think he'll get nominations. A nod for his performance. In the Golden Globe, Oscar, or both? Both. Why? I don't know if he's going to win. Because he got a, with a performance that I'm, I'm sure he's going to put on. You got to at least nominate him. It's Jake Gyllenhaal time, probably. Because I don't know. Is there any other performances that are to be on the lookout for? This year, I can't even really think of nothing. See, so. He may mess around. Nah, December gonna come. And that's when we'll see somebody come out the woodworks. Like, this is a great movie, and the performance that um, blah, blah, blah did. <laughs> Let me type in. Let me see what the Oscar predictions are looking like so yeah. far. Because nothing myself has really been standing out. I'm hoping that uh, Emma Stone somehow pulls one out for Battle of Sexes, but. Oh, yeah. What's his name? Uh, Steve Carell, he may mess around and win something for that. It'll be his, he looked like he is putting on a performance. It'll be in his another another attempt at it since uh, what's that movie with Channing Tatum and Mark Ruffalo? Oh, uh, wrestling. Fox. <laughs> Fox, Fox catcher. catcher. I almost said Fox <laughs> Trot. All right, let's see what we have here. See Jake Gyllenhaal's name. They say, mm, well, he's up there. Let's see the leading candidates right now from one site. I ain't saying the name. Javier Bardem for Mother, which comes out in like two weeks. Can't okay. wait for that. Chadwick yeah. playing another famous black person in Marshall. <laughs> Steve Carell, Battle of the Sexes. Okay. Benedict Cumberbatch for The Current War. Uh, I was about to say, what movie is he? <laughs> Matt Damon for Downsizing and Suburbicon, but I think that'll change because I heard the reviews for Suburbicon aren't that good. Daniel Day-Lewis in what I believe is maybe his last role because he just recently retired in Phantom Thread. Idris in The Mountain Between Us. I don't believe it. The one that I hope is true, because I've been quietly hearing about that, is James Franco and the Disaster Artist. 
Oh, yeah, I, want to, I can't wait to see that. Andrew Garfield and Breathe. Dom Hall Gleason and Goodbye Christopher Robin. Boy, does that movie look boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tom Hanks in The Post, which that might actually be the case because this is another movie about newspapers. We saw what uh, that last one did with Rachel McAdams and Michael Keaton and Mark Ruffalo did with the little pervert priest movie. Um, Hugh Jackman in The Greatest Showman. Liam Neeson and Mark Felt, the man who brought down the White House. Gary Oldman in The Darkest Hour. He might be up for it because Gary Oldman does not look anything like Gary <laughs> Oldman in that movie. Robert Redford in Our Souls at Night. Kevin Spacey, All the Money in the World. Mark Wahlberg, All the Money in the World. And Denzel Washington in Roman Israel. And I don't know what that is. So, Yeah. And then Jake Gyllenhaal is in the strong contenders category. So hopefully he jumps up there. I'm just going to put faith in my boy and say he'll get a – because even though Golden Globes has two separate categories for those stupid comedies and musicals along with dramas, he definitely will probably deserve it because he's a dude who ain't got no legs. He looked mad skinny in this movie. (laughs) So, I mean, he got the physical performance down. So – I'm going to throw positivity in there. I'm going to say you're going to get nods for both of them. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah, but if he'll win, no, because they're haters. They're, they're going to wait till he's 50 years old and does a movie where he doesn't say any lines. And then they'll give him the award. I don't know why I'm just now seeing the uh, them front runners for Shazam to play Shazam in the DCU. I'm interested in that. I want to see who's going to play the boy in that movie. And is the boy going to star in the movie more than the adult? Now, the one that's playing the super-powered version of Billy Batson, they have uh, Joshua Sassy is the one of the front runners. Who? <laughs> what is he from? Is he from anything? Um... <laughs> He is on, he plays the title role in ABC's musical comedy, Gallivant. Nope. But the other front runner is John Cena. Now, <laughs> would you rather this virtually unknown dude or to see Shazam? And above the Shazam, John Cena with his John Cena face. The unknown. <laughs> I would much rather. It's John Cena time. I don't want him, to, I want him in one of these movies, not the lead. But I want him. He could be one of the muscle-bound uh, henchmen. Something. John he, Cena should have been in one of these movies. He could have played Jax. John Cena Shazam. No. And Dwayne The Rock Johnson's that. Black Adam to see them two big. They what? should they do just, that because they, they get all the WrestleMania fans. recently. And <laughs> The Rock lost because he can't keep. Like he's not going to be there during the regular season. Yeah. <laughs> you can't keep forcing him to win. They really should have a movie where they battle it out. If it's not Shazam, that would be fire. They should do it. Risk it all. WWE films or whoever. Yeah, they jump made, on that. They made like one good movie. Yeah, they need to risk it all. Y'all just did Birth of the Dragon. Uh-huh. I saw some uh, <laughs> saw a group of individuals when I was at the movie this weekend. Not even seeing what was on the screen for their movie. I leaned over to Brianna and I was like, <laughs> they seeing Birth of the Dragon. <laughs> they moved their bodies. What movie are they seeing? Birth of the Dragon. Yeah, it's about their, uh, <laughs> just like some people may see, like a Martin Luther King movie. <laughs> they got to see a Bruce Lee movie. <laughs> we were walking to the car. 
There's a group of individuals having a conversation behind us. I couldn't understand what they were saying because I don't speak their language. But <laughs> I had a hunch that they were saying, yo, Birth of a Dragon was real good. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. It's up there with The Fate of the Furious. That's what I'm assuming they said. <laughs> but I'm not 100% sure. I'm just saying. Ooh, man. All right. Moving on to another friend of the show as uh, whatever podcast would call it. The Uncle Drew movie gets a release date. <laughs> when I saw that cast, I was disturbed by some of the basketball players they chose. It is coming out June 29th, 2018. Now, why, if anybody is stuck under a rock, Uncle Drew is a character Kyrie Irving plays. He's going to be playing him in a movie. Full-on like uh, full on uh, plot and everything. I was thinking, I was on the assumption this movie was going to be like, what was the John, Johnny Knoxville one? Uh, Bad Grandpa? Yeah. I was assuming it was going to be something along you those lines. You were wrong. This is a full-on plot. And that would have been perfect. This, but no. <laughs> this movie stars uh, Kyrie Irving, of course. Lil Rel, Howard, Lil, Lil Rel Howry as his co-star. Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, my gosh. Reggie Miller. This is where it gets tragic. Yes. Nate Robinson. Wh- who, what is... <laughs> is Nate Robinson and Kyrie, like, good friends? I hope not. Chris Webber, Erica Ash, Lisa, Duncan all the time, Leslie, uh-huh. and Nick Crow. Nick Crow, of course, is, I believe, playing the villain. Yep. Nick Crow <laughs> has played the villain in every big movie. He's getting like- typecasted. <laughs> uh, this movie will be directed by some individual by the name of Charles Stone III. No. Here's the uh, the synopsis before we get into it. After draining his life savings to enter a team in the Rucker Classic Streetball Tournament in Harlem, Dax, played by Howry, is dealt a series of unfortunate setbacks, including losing his team to his longtime rival, Nick Crow. Pause right there. When what universe is Nick Crow and Lil Rel Howry uh, <laughs> rivals That's in very anything? Bizarre. All right, keep going. Desperate <laughs> to win the tournament and, ca- and the cash prize, Dax stumbles that name. <laughs> stumbles upon the man, the myth, the legend, Uncle Drew, played by NBA All-Star Kyrie Irving. No. And convinces him to return Don't to the court one more time. The two men embark on a road trip to round up Drew's old basketball, basketball squad, played by Shaquille O'Neal, Chris Webber, Reggie Miller, Nate Robinson, and Lisa Leslie. And prove that a group of, I can't even read that big word because I'm autistic, can still win the big one. My thing is, now, those are old, like retired basketball players. Now, are they going to age them so they look old like Uncle Drew? And if, I hope not. And if <laughs> not, then that's like saying they're the age that Uncle Drew is. What they should have done is, I'm sure Kevin Love would have did the movie, made him a, and LeBron's not wouldn't do the movie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> could have done something now. Well, interesting is, for one, he's a Boston Celtic now. That's yeah. one issue for me. I don't like it. That's going to be an interesting movie. <laughs> All right, first question I have for you. I hope it's going to be go the route of Thunderstruck. I hope not. Cause no, Meaning, I don't want to have to see it at my local <laughs> uh, theater. <laughs> uh, Lionsgate putting this movie out. First up, it's gonna look like Medea's a boo Halloween or whatever. <laughs> Somehow, I didn't know uh, Tyler Perry came out with an animated Medea little special. 
I didn't like it. It's called Medea's Tough Love. Speaking of Medea, I think, uh, oh, yeah, Tyler Perry's She's Living My Life, which comes out March 30th of next year. The title has changed to Tyler Perry's Acrimony. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anybody cares about that. Um, oh, okay. Tyler Perry. First question I have for this Uncle Drew movie. Can you tell me when they shot this movie? If it comes out next year in the summer, the basketball season has st- starts in a month. That means he'll play all the way up to at least April. The movie will then proceed to come out a few months later. When did he shoot this movie? Because I haven't seen anything. I know they talked about it a long t- Did they film it when they was talking about it a long time ago? Uh, I would hope not, but that is a possibility. Because also, he hasn't done it recently. Why is it always like... It's always for sure going to be Shaq and Lisa Leslie. Yeah. They're Shaq, the- is a, <laughs> Shaq is the go-to for anything basketball. And we got to get a girl. Gotta get Lisa. Yeah, even though you could go the route of, I guess she's the only like real WNBA legend. Yeah. All the other potential legends are still playing. Yeah. Shout out to Sue Bird who just broke the assist record in the WNBA. I know everybody. It was at the it was at the very bottom of the page on ESPN. So. Oh, okay, I was I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> she got shot on my WNBA uh, brethren. Oh, I wonder if my Sparks is doing well. Yeah, they got the the playoffs are about to start here soon. If you don't know the format. They there's no more dividing through the uh, conferences. It's all <laughs> all eight teams in the league or ten or how many teams are there? I think there is like twelve teams in the league. All of them come together. They got a round. They have yeah. So there's no conference separation. The first round is the two teams play a single elimination. Those teams then play the team who had the first round by. They play a single elimination game, and then the winner of that plays the one in the two seat who had a two round by they huh. play like a best of five or four and then you have the championship <laughs> so <laughs> i couldn't find like an easier way to do this nah once you start losing all your teams this just gets real difficult you don't want all the teams in the playoffs if i know that the fact that the nba teams have to have uh sponsors and stuff on their jerseys WNBA probably ain't got the team names any longer or lo- their team logo on their jerseys. It's all they were like race cars. I think, they- <laughs> I think there's like one team who I've seen actually have their logo on. Everybody else, there's a big old sponsor that you would think is the name of the team. Uh, I don't like WNBA jerseys. They don't have any like design. All of them are just like one color. Uh-huh. Like, man, get these girls in something better. Jeez. <laughs> Somebody need to buy Kobe buy this league and turn it into like a soccer league. I replaced this with the big three, and I still haven't watched the big three yet. So. I stopped watching it. But yeah, they really think they're going to get Kobe next year, but all right. They're not. And the season's over, and I couldn't tell you who won. Me neither. I know Rashard Lewis got MVP of the league. And did I not call it from the beginning? <laughs> I said when we talked about it, the best player will be Rashard Lewis because he's a phenom. I thought it was going to be uh, Brian Scott Brainy, but. Nah, his team went a little too farther than they should have. I saw that, but. Rashard Lewis is still the dude who can actually play basketball. If he wanted to get back in the league, he could. Not Steven Jackson. Yeah, Rashard Lewis should try. He must not try. Yeah, he was like, I'm done. I play with the Heat. Some of the clowns that are in the league now. <sighs> All right, so, yeah, before I move on to this question, can you please tell me, when did they shoot this movie? Because that's what I want to know. What was he doing when he was over in uh, China? I would hope not shooting this movie. He could. Be, they could make a fake record park in China. Oh my gosh! If that was and have a bunch of the best Chinese elite. Play, now. now, here's my other question: playing the teams that they're playing, 
more NBA players or a bunch of actors, <laughs> unknowns, a bunch of tall unknowns. Because they have can to... make a quiet cameo in there like uh, Daniel Craig did in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All I see is the back of his head. Ansel could because we saw how Ansel drives to the Ansel uh, recently posted a picture cup. that I straight up had to ignore because he would have been at the end of this episode. <laughs> he's, he's one of my favorite actors. Favorite personalities out he, there. He is tugging on that suck string again. So, yeah, so he's trying his hard to get back to, to be in at, the, at the end of the episode huh. again for some reason. Now, is Kobe going to be in this movie playing Uncle Drew's mentor? He should. Dang. Kobe probably turned Kyrie down. Like He should have let Kobe direct this movie. Or write it. Kobe writes movies. Something. That Dang, movie would Charles been. Stone III. I don't know who this fella is. Yeah. But I would, I really would like to know when this movie was made, if it yeah. has even been made. All right, the last question I have for this, this is a serious question. Will Kyrie be as hilarious as LeBron was in... Nope. <laughs> Train wreck. <laughs> yeah, Based the, off of one, the writer. Two. That's a fact. We don't know if Kyrie's just like funny in normal life. We've seen little funny things here and there. But he also was dead serious thinking he could beat Kobe one-on-one. That's the sign of somebody who is a lunatic. I don't care how old Kobe was at the time. So, I don't know. Yeah, LeBron set the bar, like, extraordinarily high with his uh, train wreck performance. We all know because he's a IC Movie Award winner. Nobody's going to top Kobe Bryant's role on Moesha as Terry Hightower. Oh, gosh. We can't even see that because the quality of that is so trash now, probably. <laughs> Gosh. But, yeah, I'm going to go with LeBron, Edge, and Kyrie for the funnier because <laughs> let's, just, let's just be honest. That was one of the funniest performances anybody's ever seen on screen, so you're not just going to get one of those every couple of years. Whew. All right. You got anything else you want to throw out there before we move on to the punishment segment? Uh, that made me exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, this was a tough one because I really didn't have anybody to put on punishment when we came in to this. But I have an idea somebody. But first, do you have anybody you want to throw out there? Not that I can think of. Okay. Well, this person who I am a big fan of, but the numbers speak for themselves. They are just getting it because it's a slow week. Happy <laughs> Labor Day. <sighs> I wanted to give it to the movie or the person, but I'm like, you know, let me show how unbiased I am and give it to the person. So, this person I'm giving it to starred in a movie that came out this year with a 19% on Rotten Tomatoes, got lambasted by the critics, and bombed domestically, but made a lot of movie money overseas. That movie is Baywatch. <laughs> then this past week, a movie I thought was going to be released worldwide... But I was mistaken. I don't even know if it's ever going to reach, you know, a thousand theaters or whatever. This movie came out and started out with a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. I sent that terrible score to you. We'll, we'll see in a second if that changed. But let me just tell you, the the uh, without spoiling anything, the review for this movie is still awful. The movie I'm referring to is called The Layover. If you haven't heard of The Layover, don't be too surprised because not many people have. The actual amount of money it's made this week is unfindable. 
that shows you how bad it did. But this movie stars Kate Upton, Matt Barr, Molly Shannon, Cal Penn, who I guess doesn't work in the White House anymore, and my favorite, Alexandra Daddario, who is getting the punishment this week. Same reason why I believe Dane DeHaan either got it or almost got it. Well, he might need to be up for it again because another movie he's made called Tulip Fever, which I did want to see for a second because it has him, uh, Alex, uh, Alicia Vikander, and uh, Christoph Waltz. Oh, yeah, that movie had awful reviews. Yeah, though. I wanted to see it until I saw them terrible reviews. You put terrible reviews in a period piece in there. Makes me less interested in wanting to see it. So he might get it again or might get it for the first time this year, but... Where is uh, the layover? Where and what? I'm looking for the box office numbers. I told you, it's unfindable. I had to go... I tried to go on Box Office Mojo to find it. It's not even on there. Don't tell me. It made less than 22000 That's what I'm thinking it did. <laughs> Let's... Trying to do some deep research. <laughs> so, like I said, I wanted to give the whole movie itself, but I don't know how many theaters it was released in. And we know this is a movie nobody wanted to see in the first place, so I can't be mad at it. But Alexandria, you chose this movie. You chose to do Baywatch. Both those movies came out the same year, she, did bad, and were reviewed badly. She's. We don't need her in comedies no more. Take a break from those. You're done. <laughs> yeah, so you're on punishment, ma'am. I'm a fan of yours. Also, the fact... William H. Macy would be also very close to getting that because he directed this movie. Ooh, I just started Shameless, too. Or, yeah, I restarted Shameless season one. I'm in season two now. So, yeah. What is What else has William H. directed? Has he directed any other movies? Because... This movie is 88 minutes. They get to the bad real easy. They get to the bad real quick and then keep it pushing. I'm still, I'm still stuck trying to find the box office numbers. He's directed a movie called Bloodfather. I don't know what that. No, he was he started that movie. Uh, directed you know, director. Rider, did he direct Riderless or whatever that movie's called? Um, going down. Don't see anything else. If he has, he hasn't directed anything in a thousand years. How he, much did this make? Yeah, maybe like we'll get the official numbers tomorrow because they're so low. But it shouldn't be that hard to to uh, tally up two dollars. <laughs> Why don't it exist? Yikes! But yeah, so Alexandra Daddario, you're on punishment, ma'am. You have chose some pretty bad movies this year, even though you didn't shoot them this year. You still are having a pretty awful 2017. This isn't looking good for your future, um, your future uh, jobs or prospects or whatever. So you're about to just get stuck to doing those uh, pretty girl roles. Clearly can't do comedies, even though she wasn't bad in Baywatch. I don't know how she performs in this movie. But off of the strength of just money and what the critics are saying, I only seen Baywatch. I haven't seen Layover yet. But you are on Punishing Man. Go sit in the corner and go pick some better roles. This is trash. (laughs) Now, speaking of the Layover. Where is... While you're still looking for that, we guessed on the uh, the Rotten Tomatoes score for that last on the last episode. Oh yeah. So now let me read both of our uh, <laughs> our reviews. I gave it eleven percent. Mm-hmm. 
you gave it 23. When I texted you the percentage of this movie, it was sitting at 0%. <laughs> Guess where this movie stands at as we currently speak? Probably 11 on the nose. Close. That movie is still at 0%. <laughs> In its defense, it only has 14 reviews. But that's still awful. Not one in 14 person thought the movie was good. Let me give you some uh, tidbits. William H. Macy is great. He knows funny. So how could he direct such an unholy mess? Another person said, watching a lonely suitcase circle circle a baggage claim (laughs) conveyor belt is more diverting than this. An unpleasant, unwashable unwatchable example of why people no longer love romantic comedies the movie's notion of fun comes to involve an unclean rest stop slipped pills and an immediately foreseeable conclusion <laughs> another person said to accept these characters you have to suspend your disbelief and any knowledge about real life women the layover was never going to be a comedy classic though it has all the ingredients to make for a fun funny 80 minutes but it never quite gets there at the last minute, the layover tries to become about female empowerment, but it would have to actually like women to have that work. <laughs> and one more person said, the jokes, such as they are, just fall flat or fade out or simply go nowhere. They're neither outrageous nor original enough to even raise a smirk. Dang. So with all that said, I take the W for this week off of this poorly rated movie. Maybe I'll have to come back to this next week to see if it's 0% has raised a little bit. We're going to find out. But the total now sits at me having 20, you at 13. I'm falling off. (laughs) Here's your opportunity to get back in the game. For this week's prediction is a movie I can't wait to see. It. I thought this movie was actually a movie before. I didn't know it was just a miniseries. I think it was a T. I thought yeah. it was a TV movie and not. I thought it was both. I maybe never. not. I, I thought it was like an actual movie that like came out of the theaters. That's why I didn't I know why they were making such a TV big hubbub movie. about it. Yeah. But apparently not. The reviews are looking great. The movie looks great. But once again, a movie is getting ahead of itself. It's talking about sequels and <laughs> what's going on in the sequel before anybody actually sees it. So just pump the brakes. Yeah. This isn't a Marvel movie. <laughs> yeah, Marvel can call it from years years away. All right, so it. What are you uh, giving this movie? Now I'm on nervous to say scores now since I've been doing so bad. <laughs> All right, so what did this dude direct? Like Mama or something? Mm, some movie like that. I have no clue. I, didn't, I remember that movie. I didn't like that that much either. All right, first thing. I'm going to go 76%. <laughs> Before you said anything, on my phone, I wrote down 76%. That's crazy. That movie must just look like 76%. All right, I'll move minds. That is hilarious. This is the second time in recent where we literally had the same uh-huh. number. What was the other one, like 63? Uh, it, was, so- it was something. I'm just shocked that that has happened multiple times in the last few weeks. All right, so you give it to 70, 76%. I'm going to raise mine up to 81. 
Now, if this movie messes around and has like a 90%, I'll be very shocked. But I'm going to go 81%. I'm going to take that risk instead of going down from 76%. So for it, you predicted 76%. I'm going with 81%. Come next episode, we should be able to resolve that and see who gets the W for that week. All right. Is it the movies that are coming out on Blu-ray? Is it? Oh, yeah. All right. What is out or coming out? I'm coming up. I want the world to know. I'm coming. So it'll be Tuesday. All right, we got a quiet Blu-ray week, so we only have <laughs> all eyes on me. That'd be a movie I like to rent again because I would like to see that movie again just uh, 16%. to sixteen <laughs> percent. Just because I, I can. Those are the type of movies I can watch over and over. Not over and over again, but I can watch multiple times. And even though I don't think they're that good, I do get urges to watch them sometimes. Like I'll randomly get an urge to watch Notorious just because I like the story <laughs> and I like to laugh at some of the way the story is portrayed, said with the actors and the story. So long story short. Again, I would put that as a might rent. And that's all. Yikes. <laughs> it was a very slow week for Blu-ray. <laughs> I mean, there's other moves. Let's see, I'll, go, I'll go down and say what these uh, movies are. Let's see. Just so we can really pay attention. The Wedding Plan. A Dark Song. Score. A film music documentary. Megan Le- Levy. That movie is back at the movies, and it came out earlier this year, and I don't Starring understand why. Kate Mara, Band-Aid, mm. Queen of the Desert, mm. starring James Franco, of as well course. as Nicole Kidman. But ja- James Franco, we're going to have to do a whole episode about <laughs> just reading the movies he's been in. Jesus Christ. I wonder what he get, what is, what's the highest he's been paid for a movie. I feel like it was something he did with Seth Rogen. Let's see. He got The Disaster Artist coming out this year before. Came out just a couple days ago. The Vault, Queen of the Desert, The Institute. Um, I think you're totally wrong. In Dubious Battle, I Am Michael. We know half of these movies. We're still in 2017. He's <laughs> the hardest working man in Hollywood. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna read. We're gonna do an episode later on where I'm reading these off. Yeah, we should do a battle. Who's done more? Uh, the actor. Somewhere we put together all the actors who've done like the most movies, like him, Samuel L. Jackson, and do something with that, because that's I mean, crazy. Because just last year alone, Why Him, Burn Country, King Cobra, Goat, Sausage Party, The Little Prince, Mother May I Sleep With Danger, Mem- Memoria, Yosemite. Uh, <laughs> I've seen zero- two of those movies, <laughs> and heard of only two of those movies. The year before, uh, the night before. Wild Horses. True story. He does so many movies. And he got a TV show on HBO coming out called The Deuce. Yeah, he managed to slip that in there. <laughs> write and direct a movie. And doesn't he teach at like a school or something? Yeah, he's a teacher. Does Is he married? <laughs> if he is, he don't see his wife often. <laughs> I know he don't have kids. I think. He can't. He ain't no way. <laughs> that he would be a terrible father. <laughs> All right, so those are all the movies. Uh, what movies you plan on seeing before the next episode? Um, hopefully, I need to at least see it. Okay. That's what I'm thinking I want to see. 
And I have some other options, but I don't know. I can't remember which ones I have on my computer. Um, I'm definitely seeing it, but that won't probably be the first movie I watch. There's this movie that I uh, that's coming out in a few weeks that I might have uh, early access to see on uh, a very intimate setting, so I might watch that movie. <laughs> and um, uh, I still want to see Birth of the Dragon, um, yeah. Patty Cakes. That's what that movie's called, that mm-hmm. fat white girl rapping. Um, and there was Good Time with... Robert, where have you been, Pattinson, and something else. So, might mess around and see one of those movies, but definitely will come back and say I saw it. All right, this has been another episode of the Leo B. Gyllenhaal, what you gonna call it? You already know it is. It's your boy Leo Archibald, Young Denzel, O'Shea Bratz in the third, Slim Nady, aka Slim Pickens, Nady Crosby, Baby Nate, Caesar Christ. The only living boy not in New York, uh, Belly Roland, <laughs> Robert Baumain Jr., Monopoly King, huh. Fantasy King. I did two fantasy drafts yesterday. I'm about to go home and do two more for money. I, I this is like building teams on 2K. I have more fun drafting teams than I do of actually playing it. Uh-huh. So that's how you go broke. I don't even change my rosters around on my. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy playing fantasy, but uh, the funnest part to me, besides winning, is they the draft. They should have auto roster fix around and flip. I'm surprised they don't, because they have auto pick for the draft. They might as well let you auto fix it up. Like, if somebody's hurt, then take them out or on buy or something. But um, who else I is? Roly Man. Um, you can go on to... SoundCloud.com slash The Great Musical to find the Leo B. Gyllenhaal podcast, or you can go on iTunes podcast app to find the Leo B. Gyllenhaal podcast. Old Man Kyle on iTunes, Spotify, Bandcamp, all your streaming services, as well as actual EPs on Bandcamp. If you want um, extra exclusive shirts and memorabilia, oh yeah, we got hit merch. Us up. They'll be exclusive. No one else will have them. Yeah, you can look at. Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, all that at the Great Musical. If you want some shirts, merch, hats, socks, duffel bags, pins, phone cases. Uh, I think that's it. Joaquin Pennysworth, a.k.a. K. Pennysworth. Just something I'm playing. Just some idea I'm playing with. Push like a K, Kayanya, Fix My Life, Van Zandt. Is that a Daisy Ridley action figure? Probably. Uh, Kai Dollar Sign, Knife Guy, Booking Agent K Young, Black Phillip, a.k.a. Kayanya Taylor-Joy, a.k.a. Fossil Man of Fitbit Messiah, a.k.a. Terry Hightower, Chevy K, Chorus Kojo, Station Wagon K, Chatwick Flossman, Cool Breeze, and Sweet Lady, would you be my, hey, my sweet love for a lifetime? Okay. I'll be there when you need me. Just call and receive me. Sweet lady, would you be my sweet love for a lifetime? I'll be there when you need me. Just call and receive me. 
like Matt a piece Wolf. of mail. <laughs> hey, uh, hey. <laughs> Post office. Oh my gosh, carrier. <laughs> yeah, and that's, I'll just go ahead and go over to the next part of the show. Because <laughs> Carrier. <laughs> Nat Wolf sucks. He did. Definitely sitting at a 47% on Rotten Tomatoes. I, okay. I didn't think that movie would be a 50 50 type of movie, but whatever. Jai Courtney sucks. Does he, though? The, he's just not even here. <laughs> Theo James sucks. Mm-hmm. Miles Teller sucks. Well, I, I feel like he's about to get some Oscar nomination for this movie that yeah, he's doing recently. Let him fix that. Is that a, who else is? Chingy always does. Chingy always does. Romney Malco be on there sometimes. Is there a lady of the week who sucks so we can not oh, make yeah. this a, a sexist podcast? We'll go Kate up there or somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Ansel Elgert. Let me show this dude this picture of him. Oh real my quick. gosh! I mean, it ain't particularly a like a bad picture. It's just knowing who the person is. Yeah, it'll come off very Anselly. Ansel, and this is my boy. Oh, I got two pictures, three pictures. Let's start off with this one where the caption says, "I Millie Rock on any block." Uh, the caption alone is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Is this on Instagram? Uh-huh. Go on Instagram and look at Ansel Elgar's page and scroll. You'll see the picture where and I, he's whiting it up. I compared these two artists together. One of the artists being Ansel Elgar and the other artist being Fetty Wap. I know they're working on music together. That'll, make, that'll bring Fetty Wap's career back. Uh-huh. And then this was the picture where I was like, come on, Ansel. And it's not even like a bad picture or nothing. It's an okay. ad for some uh, cologne, but still. It's just the idea. That <laughs> look like a bad action movie. <laughs> yeah, it looks very odd. You already know when your hair slicked back and got on all black, the action about to be trash unless it's the first <laughs> Matrix movie. Yeah, but shout out to Ansel Elgert, uh, yeah. a.k.a. Pikachu Hoodie. <laughs> he, well, I don't know what he's in Japan for, but it's causing him to act odd. He's been wearing a lot of Supreme and, like, Bape. <laughs> Maybe he's on tour. Maybe Asian people love his music. Hey, I ain't played that answer song forever, and I ain't gonna play it. <laughs> we gonna end this podcast so we can watch that swish swish oh. video. That, that builds up your immune system. Uh, that's what you gotta do. You gotta listen to uh, bad music. Yeah, that's what that's that gives that's our reason for listening to bad music. AK, even though this might not be bad, little we gotta remember to listen to that little B album when mm-hmm. uh, 2K come out. I had thought we listened to it, but that was the prequel, I believe. Yeah, that was uh, before Little or Black Can or whatever. Yeah, now I got it on my phone, so it was ready. And that I mixed it was fire. So <laughs> now I, I might have to agree with the Lamellos of the world uh-huh. that Little B is a beast. You good. need to be a little B fan before your boy I'm Lonzo. I'm, he's talking too much. <laughs> and he got King Sniper out there. Ti also coming out his neck. Yeah, I'm, I'm so. chill out, Zo. <laughs> we can't afford this uh, base guy curse. Yeah, same person who also said Issa was better than 444. <laughs> so, oh man, this 18-year-old has really shown his age. But before this, scaring me. Before this becomes first take. You know we always got to end this off with the, yeah.